Welcome to Soul Inspired Leadership's latest podcast. And today, as a guest, is a friend of mine, Lorraine Lee. Lorraine is the General Counsel, Assistant Services Worldwide, and Chief Privacy Officer, Asia Pacific, at International SOS. Lorraine is a dual Singapore and UK qualified lawyer with 26 years of track record, and she started her career in private practice with various firms in Singapore. Um, and then moved to general counsel positions at Keppel Corporation, the Hilton Hotels Corporation, now 11 years ago, International SOS. Lorraine loves a good problem-solving challenge and is passionate about partnering with her business stakeholders on legal and data privacy matters. In respect to data privacy, Lorraine is one of the founding committee members of Asia DPO, the first and only self-organising peer-to-peer group to represent an active community of data protection officers, that's DPOs, in Asia. Lorraine is also a big champion of diversity and inclusion, co-chairing the Global Diversity and Inclusion Council at International SOS in 2019. On giving back to the community, Lorraine is very passionate. She has recently set up a non-profit called Live On Purpose, and I know it well because I'm on her sounding board, and and that's about developing an app which is nearly finished. We're just testing it now, which will enable people to give easier to people in need. Needs come up on the app. You can there see the need. Yes, I'll I'll sort that. I'll help that person for $40, whatever it may be, and you can do it and feel warm inside because you've actually helped someone directly uh, in their moment of need. So that's the, that's the purpose of the app. It's just, it's just, to me, it's, it's new age giving. So welcome, Lorraine. So as I mentioned, Lorraine uh, covers a lot of areas in her uh, role as legal counsel. One of them is diversity. Uh, well, she, one of her interests is diversity inclusion, given she works for a global organisation in many countries Diversity is a way of life, I suspect. So how do you see diversity? Um, I mean, there's a lot of conversation around about diversity and inclusion. Sometimes I don't like the word diversity because we actually concentrate on what's, what's different, not the word inclusion. I'd rather the word inclusion rather than the word diversity. How do you see things in that, in that area? Ross, thanks for engaging me in such a topic that's uh, really close to my heart. Um, Yeah, I, 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 you know, for me, I celebrate uh, that diversity uh, and encourage Mm. inclusion. Um, So uh, in my global legal team uh, as general counsel, um, you know, we have uh, legal counsels from all over the world, all nationalities. and, uh, you know, we speak uh, 10 languages um, among us. Uh, so, uh, so that's so. something to be celebrated. It, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I celebrate both. Okay. Well, I shall, I'll look on that angle. That's a good way to look at diversity is celebrating diversity. And I, probably that should be in front of diversity in a way because sometimes I see organisations uh, doing diversity training and the comment is, and it's really focusing on what's different about us, not as the difference, rather than let's celebrate the differences and and then and, and, and respect the inclusion. You know what I mean? Like it's 
just the empress, the, um, what's the words uh, I want to say? It sort of emphasises the difference, not as a celebration, but as a difference for people to recognise. And that's not a celebration. Recognise sometimes can be, have negative connotations, not positive. So I like the way you're saying that. Yeah, I, I think it's it's a it's a journey. Uh, yeah. We're all on it. Uh, we all come from different angles, uh, uh, depending on our cultural lens, uh, what we've experienced. So, um, so uh, that that makes it interesting, right? Um, yeah. To to have these different uh, perspectives. So one of the things uh, I, I do uh, every year or two years. Um, uh, Pre-COVID, uh, we have a global legal offsite. Um, so uh, I, I always put my hand up to run a cultural diversity uh, workshop, and it's not slides. Uh, it's very, um, uh, you know, it, it's very fun, and everyone mm. participates. So uh, you know, one of them uh, I, I borrowed uh, from a cultural diversity instructor with her permission. Um, and uh, what we do is um, we have a, a scenario where, uh, okay, this person of a different culture uh, is going to run a cross-functional, cross-department cross um, project. Um, so what I'm Singaporean, uh, I've lived in the UK um, two times. Yep, yep. Um, you know, somebody else, could be French uh, and has lived in Dubai, right? So, um, so we say, okay, what would you tell this person about your culture, right? So yeah. it, it becomes, um, you know, it's it's okay when you say things about yourself, and you know, it's it's also funny because then uh, you people learn to laugh at themselves. Yeah, and if you laugh, yeah. I agree yeah, with that. Absolutely. So uh, it's it's very funny, very enjoyable. We laugh a lot. Um, so, you know, Singaporean, the Singaporean group will say, well, you know, food is very important to Singaporeans. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> at breakfast, <laughs> we talk about lunch. At lunch, we talk about dinner. At dinner, we talk about where are other places we could go to. So um, the absolute no-no is to uh, hold a meeting at work during the lunch slot and not provide food. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you're going to hold up people during lunchtime, then you have to at least provide food and it has to be good food, not like a cold sandwich. Right? Yeah, if you're Australian, you just have a sandwich. That's, yeah. You're right. They, they have hot food. It's like a, a banquet. Yeah, you're right yeah. there. Absolutely. So other, you know, I, I, learned, I learned so much, you know, you, you can, um, you know, work with people from different cultures for a very long time. And still not know these things until um, you know until there's such a context to bring it in. Um, so my other colleagues would you know jump in, and some are some are about uh, punctuality uh, mm. for Australians. I think uh, punctuality is very important uh, for the Swiss, definitely. Yes, the German influence. <laughs> <laughs> there are cultures where. Um, 10 o'clock means either side of, right? So yeah, yeah. it's early or 10 minutes late, you know, it's still 10. Um, and uh, it's, it's uh, you know, that's where I think, uh, to your point, the uh, acknowledgement or uh, learning about these differences is helpful because then, um, 
you know, you're not only looking through your own lens and going, oh my God, these people are so rude. Uh, they turned up three minutes mm. late, right? Um, it, it's about that, um, that um, giving space for other cultures uh, and other viewpoints if you like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a, a very enjoyable uh, exercise. Yeah, I can I can understand that, and as a matter of fact, it's it's it adds to the mix. It's it's uh, like building a cake. It's it's a you need every ingredient. To me, a lot of the cultures add special ingredients or special spices to a meal that that adds to the flavour. And it's no different in the work work environment because the person who has a culture of either side at 10 o'clock has a different different way of approaching things and sometimes that different way helps the person who likes to be on the dot start 10 o'clock sharp they have a different mindset to the way they approach a problem or, or what's or a plan so those two people getting together helps balance the project or the plan and so it takes away some sometimes the rigidity of of someone else to make it a bit more flexible or vice versa. So it's it's that, to me, it's every culture is just a, an added spice to the overall flavour of the meal or the output of an organisation. Absolutely. So it's so I know, I know you, um, as I said, deal across, and you, as you said, you've got 10 different languages. Do you speak all those languages? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not, Ross. So how do you connect? How do you connect there? Yeah, uh, Eng English is the is the common language that everybody is the working language of the company. Um, you know, uh, I I speak Mandarin, um, you know, natively, and mm. uh, uh, and have the have had the chance to negotiate, um, uh, you know, legal negotiations in China as well. Yeah. Uh, so those are two, my two main ones. Um, I I. You know, do know some French uh, from my high school days, uh, which uh, doesn't really work in a working environment. No, it doesn't. I studied French in high school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that, that's, you know, oh, it's, uh, uh, it, it's nice when you uh, meet somebody of another culture and then you, you, you know, you at least try to say hello mm. uh, in the language. It, you know, it, it bridges that. Um, yeah, so, so predominantly uh, English is the working language. So, so just on that, as you're saying, it's it's helpful to say uh, good morning or something in, in that language. What sort of um, challenges challenges does that give leadership in in the day to day activities with with, with including everyone in the organisation? Yeah, you know, Ross, I, I think uh, uh, unconscious bias has been um, you know is a word yeah. that is thrown up a lot these days. Um, but it is um, going back to basics, um, and uh, as a leader, it's about um, I think be having the self awareness and the humility uh, to take that training as well. If in an organization everybody's taking unconscious bias training, and people realize that the C suite aren't taking unconscious bias <laughs> training, then uh, that that there is a problem there because. Yeah. It is unconscious, right? Um, I think some people go into the class or the training thinking that, well, I'm I'm quite evolved. I'm quite aware mm. 
uh, I don't think I have any un unconscious biases. And then uh, uh, along the journey, as you uh, learn more uh, about yourself, um, situations happen, you have more awareness, um, you could really uh, shock yourself. Yeah, yeah. And that's agree with where that. the unconscious becomes suddenly conscious or, uh, you know, so something um, tells you that um, actually you, you do have unconscious biases. Everybody does. Yes, um, right. I'll, I'll give a I'll give a funny story an example. Um, the when I was hiring, um, I said, "All right, I'm not going to wait till the organization says uh, everybody has to hire and um, collect uh, gender blind CVs. Mm. I'm going to do it myself." Yep. So um, I told the recruiter, "I want gender blind CVs. I don't want name, and I don't want you know uh, identifying." Uh, factors uh, and it was very hard um, first of all uh, when we spoke about the candidates the recruiter would slip up and say he or she mm, hey, and hey. Um, you know uh, there are there are little giveaways but what was interesting for me in uncovering my own unconscious bias was that when I read the CVs the first time they all appeared male to me even the trailing yep. spouse, right? And yep, so understand. Okay. legal counsel position. And I thought, well, that's extremely interesting, right? I am uh, female. Uh, I, uh, you know, encourage female leadership. Yep. I support other women. And then here I am reading CVs for a legal counsel position for my team um, and as a hiring manager, and they all look male. So yeah, what does that yeah. say, right, about um, uh, what is deep down inside? Uh, and, you know, it, it's, it's about accepting that awareness, right, and uh, doing my own personal work um, after that. Yeah, I can understand, like, because when you read them, you're built somewhere in your subconscious is this belief that the majority of applications will be male in the legal profession or whatever that is. So your brain just pictures a male talking to you on the CV, I would, I would think. And that's this unconscious bias. You'd, and I, I don't know how you'd stop not thinking male or female. Like, I don't know. Just <laughs> got to pick, because you picture. See, if you're a visual person, you'll picture what you're reading. Yeah. And how do you picture it when, when it's not neither male or female? You'll picture it as a horse or something so you can just read the data. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how you do that. That's an interesting exercise. But I like yeah. the way you did that by having no name and then attempting to do that. Uh, I think I hadn't actually heard of that before. So it shows how much uh, uh, job hiring I do. But <laughs> I like that sort of way. But I just, I can, if you're a visual person, you want to picture something. And that's how we process words. We'll put it either visually or in a sound sort of form or empathy. Either way, you're putting that sort of category of someone so you can actually do the picturing. Mm -hmm. So, interesting. That would be the challenge, I would think. Is what do you picture? <laughs> like, <laughs> just a blob, just picture a blob. I don't know what you do, but anyway, invisible. Vis I'm nearly going to say invisible man, but invisible person. Yeah, invisible yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and to me, it's about awareness uh, and not about forcing myself yep. to. Um, just be aware that they to 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 act or even visualize yeah. uh, something else, but. Uh, 
to know that uh, okay maybe you know maybe i see uh, a competent lawyer because i want to hire a competent yeah. lawyer uh, as male so the next time um it comes up where um let's say there's a position uh you know up that becomes available um that i want to promote internally mm. then um that's where this awareness would come in right um because i i think uh when we look at the pool and uh entry level in a workforce and it's pretty much 50-50 and no. then uh as the air gets thinner the the women fall off right we need no, no. manager director yeah, she, she gets the pointy end and, yeah. and then c suite so yeah. so i think that will be incredibly useful that awareness um you know at the next promotion if i'm considering two candidates male and female do i have some kind of um you know uh um unconscious bias in somehow feeling that the male candidate is uh more somehow a better fit than the female one yeah, and that's and like and but it happens at both sides of the scale it, the, the the bias could then happen happen reverse because there's not as many female executives in the C suite you lean towards the female trying to get that diversity equation up a little bit more and which is quite a good makes business sense particularly if they're equal then i put the woman into the diversity aspect uh, or vice versa it could be a team of women where well, i want a male in there just to give a better perspective a different perspective not a better one sorry this is a slip of words but but a different perspective because you've got more um i guess uh differences of ideas and approaches so there there again it's 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 probably not a bias there it's probably more of a conscious decision mm-hmm. to to include or do i include on this particular board um you know i i someone of a different ethnic nature because it'll add a bit to add that diversity that i'm after so but that's probably not a bias then that's not a subconscious that's a, a strategic decision to include someone for the diversity angle i suppose that's where you can Yeah, yeah, see the difference. That that's a good segue Ross to to talk about um the board, right? The yep. boardroom. Uh and one of the things uh I do nowadays, probably more so now that, that we're all in Zoom meetings rather yeah. than face to face is um uh when I uh, uh when the meeting starts and people are chatting and waiting for other people to arrive, um I write down all the participants um in in on a list and then uh male female and nationality. Yeah. Uh and uh it 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 gives um an interesting insight, right? Uh and uh you know that there's no right or wrong it's just you know it's interesting because uh you know in a uh in a sort of like uh fair world you would have mm. more representation from countries with larger population yeah, yeah. Right? and less from smaller countries less populated countries yeah, yeah. um you know and um yeah and and you know most often uh i am the only asian female in the room and that's also interesting uh and you know to your point about diverse views i think that's where it uh helps business it helps growth because if everybody has the same lens in the room uh, uh it, it's, 
Yeah, it's easier to get consensus. It is, it is. And right? it actually force, forces the organisation to go down a narrow path. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's the problem with it. You, yeah. you say, okay, this is the best idea ever, and then you, you go forth. But um, if there are other lens, uh, a pair of lens in the room to say, well, you know, what about this angle? What about this angle? And I don't quite really agree with that approach. You know, it's not... It's not very, uh, it's not very empathetic, or mm, um, you yeah. know, but some people may perceive that to be unempathetic. For example, yeah. and, um, you know, the the other nine people in the room might sit, have the opportunity to sit back and consider that to think, well, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> you know, if I that's how, that. <laughs> if that's how you feel from that perspective, then maybe our staff might feel like that way or our customers might feel that way because it's given a different perspective whether it's right or wrong is not the issue it's the fact that some people's perception will be that way so you need to plan strategize around that reaction yeah i'll, I'll give another example um we were brainstorming um you know in the leadership team about what the tagline will be uh for the next year Yep. Um, so uh, sort of corporate tagline and then uh, one of the options was renaissance right and uh, the, 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 you know some people quite liked that and I said look I, I like renaissance but let's not have renaissance because it doesn't translate well across languages mm. um, you know that the two renaissance being a period of history and renaissance as a renewal yeah. born kind of uh, concept does not translate into Chinese, into Mandarin, yeah. for example. Um, so, uh, you know, it doesn't work as a tagline because you, you want that to be, um, you know, something that's easy uh, to remember. To, to remember and identify with. Yeah, yeah. Trust, so, so, yeah. You, so it's not going to succeed because from the get-go, you get stuck at the translation and what what do you translate that to yeah so you just leave it in english and people don't understand it in those other languages it's that's yeah i can understand what you're saying yeah. so they're, they're the subtleties that that um can affect an organization who uh that is sort of narrow in its inclusiveness in this diversity because um it becomes just a narrow path and that's the, the that's the problem. That's, that's just a perfect example of what can happen as a problem, based on the narrowness of the of the uh, diversity. Yes. Okay. Look. Um, well, Lorraine, the time is is caught up to us. I told you when we were first chatting originally that that um, our our fifteen minutes or so goes very quickly. So, yeah, it, it does. I, I really enjoyed the chat. Thanks, Ross. Um, so we've got no. We, I'm just about to say we've got about two minutes to. to, to I'm going to add two more minutes on. So, is there anything other particularly do you want to think is a, is a main point, or what the the, strat, the strategy for leadership? And one of them you're saying it's walk the talk. Is C-suite need to be seen to be uh, having the inclusiveness, seen to be conscious and acting. Uh, of accepting of accepting diversity, and that probably starts, I would have thought, by looking at the board. But the trouble with some of that is you've got to point people to the board who, at the level of qualifications or whatever rationale you use to be a board appointee, they've got to be equipped to do the job rather than for diversity's sake or uh, inclusive 
inclusivity sake, how do you see them working that, given is trying to get that, you mentioned before, growing uh, women up the ladder a bit more and supporting women? I know that's one of your passions. How do you see um, that change? Do you see that changing much at the moment? Like, do you see people coming through, women coming through, uh, or... Do you still feel we've got a lot of... I know we've got a lot of work to go, but do you feel we're getting there? Yeah, um, Ross, it, it's, uh, you know, we have come a long way in, um, you know, the last decades. Um, but I, I think uh, one key thing that um, companies can do, can start with, is measuring. And uh, very often that's not granular enough. Yeah. You get data that uh, we have 51% uh, female, 49% male, you know, and then it, yeah. it looks very equal. In fact, there are more females. Uh, but, you know, it, it's it's, it is really important to measure that entry level, break it down, entry yeah. level, manager level, director, VP, C-suite, what happened there? You know, so um, uh, as uh, women um, leave uh, that, that race, they, they don't stay in the room yeah. Then uh, when it comes to uh, the, the highest board level, uh, you know, very often uh, there, there aren't um, many there to choose from, right? Uh, yeah. who are, um, you know, putting their, their name in the hat. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's the issue. Um, we, we do have a long way to go. And, uh, you know, I, I look forward to uh, a continuing conversation uh, about this i can see you're very yeah. passionate about this topic too yeah i enjoy it and then we, that could be a subject for another another podcast discussion between between us um is that uh growing that diversity uh, in a gender way i mean uh, given my old gray hair and all the lack of it it's also age age um Absolutely. discrimination as well it's it's a couple of those things we can talk about in another in another podcast chat Absolutely. with Soul Inspired. So, look, thank you for being a guest today on Soul Inspired Leadership's podcast on uh, diversity and inclusion and plenty of, plenty of things to talk about there. So thanks, Lorraine, and we'll have you on again at some point to talk about how do we grow and how do we recognise, um, well, say recognise, but grow women up the ladder, I think is probably the uh, the first point we need to be focused on is how do we grow them, bring them forward. Yeah, that would be a great chat. Thank you for yeah. having me, Ross. Okay. Thank you, Lorraine. Thanks for having us. And I thank everyone for listening today. And until next time, have a safe, have a safe life.